0: Well, Brett, now we're going to see where the mallet instrument keyboards are made. Yeah, I'm excited. You know, all the years using the Acoustalon with the core, can't wait to see how those are put together. Yeah, and I've always admired the sounds that you guys had with those keyboard instruments, so this will be a great tour for you. Great, let's go do it. All right. Wow. I can't believe we're here. <laughs> I know, I'm excited too. This is where we make keyboard mallet instruments. That would include vibraphones, marimbas, xylophones, chimes and bells. So this is keyboards only? Well, actually, we also manufacture some guitars and string instruments like violins, cellos, even the silent instruments that we do. And what's great about that is we're able to take all that knowledge that we have from woodworking with other instruments such as pianos, guitars, and all of that. Here at Yamaha, we're very fortunate to have all that knowledge. We can apply that to the keyboard instruments vice versa. Well having all this under under one roof really makes a big difference. Yeah it's a great facility and what we're gonna see here today is so much detailed work and just like the craftspeople we see at all the facilities at Yamaha it creates great tools for instruments to play music. Well I don't know about you but I can't wait to get started so let's go. we'll start with materials and here we go. Alright. Well Brett here we are. This is where it all starts for mallet instruments. You can see we have all the wood resources for the frame and the bar material. Yeah, this is amazing, just all the different types of wood you have sitting here. Yeah. Well, we have birch and beech, which are common uh, frame materials, and then we also have rosewood and padauk, just to name a few, for the bar materials. And what's fantastic about this is all the knowledge that we have, all the research that we do, whether it's making pianos, guitars, or uh, any other wood instruments that we have we have all that knowledge we can use here to make sure we have great resources well that makes perfect sense i mean since those all those instruments use wood it makes sense that they would uh, all be in the same place yeah exactly well here's how the bar comes into us uh... this is this is what we receive at this factory here and as you can see this doesn't look like anything you see on your mallet instrument if uh, (laughs) if my keyboard looked like that i'm not sure i'd want to take it out in public (laughs) no yeah so we have a lot of work to do as you can see so the first step is to just kind of make this uh round it off and make it look more like something you see on your melon instruments. Yeah, that's beautiful. You can really start to see the grain come through after that very first process. Yeah. And so here's a here's a rosewood bar and we also have sitting here a a piece of paduke too. And based on the usage, uh, for instance, we use uh, Paducah on a lot of student instruments, and we use rosewood for our high-end marimbas and xylophones. And uh, based on the use, we have different materials. So, Beautiful. Well, we have a lot of work to do, as you can see. We still don't have any notch out of the bottom or any holes here, so we got some work to do. You want to go check out some more? And yeah, let's get to the next process. All right, let's check right. it out. Well, Brett, in addition to the natural resources you've just seen, here we are. This is something we call a cousalon. Very familiar with this. Yes. Used it for years for the Cavaliers. Great product, outdoor, weathering the storm, etc., etc. Yeah, you guys made it sound fantastic. One of the unique properties of this uh, being a synthetic material is something we call fiberglass reinforced plastic. Very unique to Yamaha. As well, you can see that there's some special holes at the end here. I was going to ask you about those. Now, I've always thought, how do they drill those so precisely? What is that process? Good question. This is actually a mold process, or what we call an extrusion process. So when the bar is a liquid state, we we turn this material very hot and it becomes liquid, there are rods that travel through the material and make a very consistent hole pattern that goes through there. We can also control the diameter or the size of the bar so it's a very consistent material we're working with. So it's almost more like a mold is what you're telling me. Absolutely. And when this bar is pushed through that machine, it becomes a very long process. It actually could be about 20 feet in the entire process. And then when it, once it comes out of the machine in a solid or uh, or hard state, we actually make it into a bar size by chopping it into lengths. See, I would have never thought that in a million years. You, yeah. know, you just imagine every bar getting individually drilled rather than at one long piece. Yeah. What this allows us to do with the sonic tone holes is it represents the porosity of wood. And what that allows this material to do is, since it's synthetic, we want to dry that sound out to make it sound more natural, like rosewood uh, on a xylophone or marimba. So what's unique to Yamaha is the sonic tone holes and this construction of this bar makes it sound very natural. And as you know, the sound is a priority when creating any instrument. But with the Acoustalon we're able to make something that sounds very natural but at the same time it's very durable for all the outside elements and the sunshine, the heat and humidity we face, especially with the summer in the drum corps. Yeah, well that's, that's amazing. Interesting, uh, nothing like I thought it was going to be, that's for sure. Yeah, and again, proprietary to Yamaha, this makes it sound like a Yamaha synthetic marimba. Beautiful. Well let's get to the next step. All right. Now that the bars are starting to take shape, at this station we're going to cut the bar to length. Uh, based on the note that it's going to become. Let's see how he's doing this. Just put a new one up here. Let's take a look at oh, it. Oh, look at that. Beautiful. <laughs> and we already know what it's going to become, right? Yeah. He's also stamping the bar here. As you can see, there's a lot of pieces of wood sitting around here. Right. So we have to keep that in order so we know what note it's eventually going to become. Excellent. Well, let's go to the next stage. All right. Right over here we have what we call uh, chamfering. It's the initial cleanup of the end of the bar, and if we take a look over here, you can kind of grab one of those. Yeah, Yeah, pull one out. All right. So we have two different bars here. Obviously, this one is not chamfered yet. Right. And then this is all cleaned up after we get done with this machine here. It's an automated process, but uh, as you can tell, it's starting to take shape like a a marimba bar we'll see on an instrument, and uh, just a nice attention to detail we have here. Absolutely. Uh, Now we have to put some holes in this to get mounting it. So. uh, Let's come over here and we'll take a look at that, okay? Oh. ne. So as you can see here, we have, uh, these are the initial holes that we're gonna put into the bar. And again, an important part to remember about this is that this has to be very exact dimensions. As you know, the cord that runs through these holes is uh, more of a trapezoid shape when you get uh, the Western instrument built what happens is if this is not exactly where the nodal point of the bar is going to be, or if it's not cut in the correct angle, it can actually pinch the sound And then It's got to really be a clean run through there so you get that, that all that full vibration from yeah. the Yeah. Seems like a simple process, but again, very detailed and very important to the sound of the instrument. Absolutely. So now that we have this done, we're going to cut out the initial um, bar shaping on the bottom here so we can go to the next station to do that. Alright, let's do it. All right. What we see here is the initial shaping of the bottom of the bar. With this machine, each bar has a jig that takes on a very specific amount of material on the bottom before we go to tuning. Wow, that's quite a machine. Yeah, and as you can see, there are four rotational blades on here. Each one of those uh, rotating blades has 12 knives on it, so very advanced. Each bar will take about a minute and go to uh, one of four of those blades or all four depending on the size. Well, let's uh, watch this machine work. Yeah. Onegachimasu. And here, Brett, we have the tuning. This is the initial, fundamental tuning of the bar in here. What's really great about this process here, obviously, very important to the manufacturing of the keyboard Yeah, and obviously this is not a job that you just apply for, right? No, very high skill level. These workers have been doing this as an apprentice for a very long amount of time, and now they're actually uh, tuning uh, as a a worker here at the skill level. So he's actually doing some light grinding and sanding to get that fit. Yeah, and depending on the grade or the grain of the wood, there's different techniques that they'll use. As you saw previously, we took out the initial cut with the machine downstairs, and now what we're doing here is we're, depending on the grain of the wood, he's going to tune the fundamental pitch of the bar. Um, what's important about this process as well is they're going to do this with the machine, as well they're going to have to use their ear to tune it. That was my next question, that combination machine and ear both. Okay. Yeah. Again, at a high skill level at this position. Now, is is this process very similar for metallic foam bars, etc? Yeah, the aluminum bars that uh, we use on the vibraphones are right over here. So you want to check it out? Yeah, let's do that. So let's give it a look. So over here is the bar tuning for vibraphones, bells, whether it's aluminum or steel, this is where it happens as well. Now one thing I noticed immediately when I walked here that was different was we have all of the keys together. So we have all the naturals, all the accidentals. Why why is that different? Well, as you can see with the uh, glossy gold finish or the matte gold finish, or even the silver matte finish, what's important is when we uh, color the bars, what we call anodizing, material, we want to make sure that the instrument has a consistent look and uh, color throughout the entire instrument. So we keep those bars as sets together, they're tuned together, and then they're put on an instrument together and voice as well. Oh, that makes sense. Absolutely. Never Uh, thought about it. Another thing that we do for consistency here at Yamaha. Right. So uh, next, I have a really special room to show you. It's right over here. So let's go check it out. Let's go. Well, here we are, Brett. This is a very important room for all Yamaha wood instruments. In terms of keyboards. Well, this is definitely the coolest room we've been in since we've been here. <laughs> yeah, we should stay here for a little bit. Absolutely. Nice. Well, what's unique about this room is the temp- temperature is closely watched and the humidity is closely watched. And what we do is, after we shape all of that wood, we've tuned it and so forth, what's really important is the wood is given time to recover. We call this kind of a seasoning or recovery room. Well, I noticed when I looked at a bar, let's take a look here, that we have a date on all of these bars, kind of a start right. date, if you will, right? right. Yeah, so that's the day when the bar maybe came into this room, and what happens from there is we let it sit here for a specific amount of time. can't really discuss that here, but what that does, again, is that allows us to have a very consistent sound from bar to bar on every instrument that Yamaha produces. Well, I tell you, we are getting so close now to that finished product, I think we ought to just stick that in my pocket and let's get out of here. Well, it's getting exciting, Brett. Here we are. It's final tuning. And this is what happens now is where we take those seasoned bars, and since they may have adjusted a little bit, we bring them in here, and now we start doing the final adjustment tuning. Well, speaking of seasoned bars and taking them, I think I should get this <laughs> bar tuned while I'm here. Well, we might want to try it. See All what we right. can do for us. sima San, That's a skill right now. Yeah, there. I was gonna say it's all the ears, and they still have to use your hands to kind of feel how much material is coming off of it. And knowing where to grind exactly for that fundamental. Again, a, a skill labor level very high right here. The other thing that we're able to do in this room too is because we don't have to season the fiberglass reinforced plastic for the FRP bars, the acousalan. We don't need to season those, so those can come right into this room for final two. Okay. Well it looks like we're just about done with this one. Uh, Thanking him for doing that. Let's go. Very nice. Brett, here we have what we call the harmonization of the bars, or as I like to say, the voicing of the bars. As you know, every Yamaha has a specific characteristic. When we tune all the Yamahas, we have certain uh, sounds that we've created with our marimas. So, what he's doing here is not tuning specific notes, but rather tuning the entire instrument so it matches. Yeah, it's amazing that detail of trying to get all the bars to be almost from uh, the same family, if you will, if you think of it that way. You exactly. I mean? And if you see he has behind him here, it's three sets three sets, full full sets of rosewood bars. And what he's able to do with this is, if he finds a bar that doesn't match color-wise, or he's finding difficult to work with the other bars, he's able to match the entire ensemble, the entire set of bars. Well, we should probably give him this bar to see if he can match it into this instrument. I think so, let's see if it'll work. (laughs) Onegashimasu. He says we're good. It's going to have to stay here now. It's part of an instrument. All right. Well, on to the next step. All right. Right and here, we have the final bar staining or painting, depending on the material. What's very important about this process is that it gives every Yamaha a unified bar look. We want all the bars to match, no matter how old the instrument is. And I assume that affects the sound zero. Yeah, we put a very light coating on for that reason, so that it doesn't affect the sound or tone quality of the bar. Now we also put a very heavy coating of paint or stain, depending on the instrument, on the frame, of course, to make it more durable. Right. So a little bit different process for the bars compared to the frame, but the same nonetheless. Great. Well, let's uh, let everybody take a look here so you can see what he's doing in there. And obviously craftsmanship once again knowing just how much to apply, where to apply it, what he's looking for, etc. Yeah, very light coating. Again, it's very important to the sound of the instrument. Beautiful. All right. What's next? Well, we got another process. We got plenty to do, so let's go get All right, it. Alright, let's keep going. Brett, as you know, the frame construction of any keyboard instrument is a very important element of the sound and the durability of the instrument. Absolutely, especially in those high-end marimbas. You think about how you have to tear those down sometimes, put it back together. Yeah. It's extremely important not to have the extra noise, just to know that durability is there. Yeah. And again, we have to start with quality ingredients, if you will. Like this right here is a piece of beech wood that will turn into a high-end xylophone frame. And here you can see the detail that's required before we even get it to final sanding over here. Yeah, just the intricacy of the cut is, is pretty amazing. Yeah, the importance again is a quality feel as well as parts that fit together correctly. Yeah, beautiful stuff. Yeah, can't wait to see how it all fits together. We have a few more important parts, but we're going to put this together pretty soon, so let's go take a look. Okay. Brett, in this area, we make the Deegan chimes, Deegan and Yamaha chimes. And an important thing about this process, it's a a very elaborate process. In 1986, we actually purchased the Deegan name and started making those chimes at Yamaha. It's funny you mentioned Deegan. When I first moved to Chicago, Deegan was made in Niles, Illinois, not far from me. And I used to have friends at the plant there who would actually go see it. And someone would have said, 25 years later, (laughs) you're going to be at the Deegan factory, or where Deegan chimes are made in Japan, I would have said, what? <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> well, one thing that's so important about the Deegan name and the history is actually it has a lot to do with the actual tuning of the chimes. The frame construction and the tuning of the chimes makes up that Degan sound. And what Yamaha did is when it purchased the name, it actually learned a lot about tuning chimes and mallet instruments from those patents and from that intellectual property, if you will. So those methods are still being carried on Still be using today. And the the tuning of a Deegan chime, or any chime for that matter, is a very complex process. As you know, there really isn't any fundamental pitch of a chime. We're just tuning the overtones. It becomes very complicated to do that during the course of a a day (laughs) for a tuner here. Why don't we uh, go over and see some tuning happening right now? Let's check it out. As you can see here, he's going to be using a a hammer just as you would to play the chime, but he's also going to be checking the overtones of the instrument and so forth. Another thing that's important to remember is we have three series of chimes, all using brass tubes, seamless brass tubes. You can see here he's using a a hammer. This is going to be on the 9190 model. This is an inch and a half tube. We also have inch and a quarter tubes in the brass, uh, kind of a matte brass lacquer and also the chrome-plated finish as well. So, obviously, the nice colors available there. Yeah, and it's it's uh, tone quality and color and sound, you know, is what we're going for here. That's the reason for the different models. Beautiful. Great. What's next? Well, we have some more assembly processes to check out with the mallet instruments, so let's go take a look. Okay. Okay. Brett, right over here we're coming into assembly what's very important about this, a very time-consuming process, but very important to the Yamaha instrument that we assemble and put everything together so we have the quality and consistency that you've come to expect from Yamaha. Well, it looks like we're almost done with the Vibe frame. Yeah, he's putting the logo on that so we know it's a Yamaha, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Time to and, lay that rail in there. And as you can see, a lot of hand craftsmanship still going on, just like making music. It's, it's a very human element of this as well. Over here you can see we have our YMRD 2900. And this is our multi-frame system, which you're so familiar with in the caps. Yeah, very familiar with that, years with the core and helping develop this uh, particular frame. Yeah, a nice feature of this, obviously, being able to use this outside on many different surfaces and a durable frame system for such a great sounding instrument. We also have a great clamp system that goes with this. This is the uh, RDC-10, and this is the clamp system. Very simple system, uh, works on all three sides of the instrument. You can mount just about anything to this. Yeah, strong, I mean, it's going to hold. Yeah. Uh, another great feature of the YM-RD2900 frame is the uh, the pneumatic height adjustment system. Sure, it's proper playing height. Piece of cake. Piece of cake. Yeah, easy for one person to do, or one student that is too. Absolutely. So instead of having the student walk up to the instrument too high or too low, they're able to adjust the height very easily. Yep. And over here, you'll see a lot of the vertical integration that goes into our instruments with the YM-5100A. This instrument, you'll see a lot of the same features on the YM-RD2900A. But again, that vertical integration, we're taking everything that we learned from the ensemble, Rosewood instrument, into the multi-frame system as well. Yeah, uh, just the way they've thought that whole process through is uh, pretty remarkable. Yeah, well, from here, Brett, we still have a couple more steps. So one of the steps is doing the final inspection of these instruments to make sure that everything's working properly, looks fantastic, and then we'll go and package it. Let's head on down there and see what it looks like. All right. Here we are, Brent. This is what we call final shipping inspection. So what you can see here is we have final adjustments before the instrument shifts. Beautiful instrument, ready to go. Yeah, and now this instrument is going to be shipped complete. We're not just testing the bars or resonators here. We're looking at the frame to make sure there's no blemishes. All the bars are in tune, and the resonators are adjusted correctly before it goes. Obviously, everything fits together beautifully, so when it shows up, it's ready to go. Yeah, nice and shiny. (laughs) Beautiful. (laughs) So, thank you. It's ready to go. We're going to help her take it out. Oh, the white gloves. going to get it down Excellent. to shipping. Make sure it goes to my house. Okay. <laughs> it's going to look fantastic in the living room, right? We can ship those gloves for you too. Thank you. <laughs> now watch yourself. Let's we'll check it out. Alright. Well, here we are, Brett, at final packaging. As you know, this is an important element as well because we have to make sure that this arrives to our customer safely. Absolutely. You can't have it showing up with damage. No, exactly. The other thing that we have to do here is maximize the efficiency of the materials we're using to save on shipping as well to make sure we're not using a ton of natural resources like the cardboard when packaging the instrument. Well, obviously a lot of design goes into this packaging to make sure everything gets there the right way. Exactly. Well, let's let them get to their job and get out of the way. Sounds good. Well, Brett, what did you think of the melodies from the keyboard factory? Well, I thought the tuning process was incredible. You know, all the way from the rough cut you showed me to where they actually do the harmonization of the bars was was remarkable. Yeah, uh, so much detail work that goes into just building one instrument—it's it's really incredible. I remember my first time as well, and it was great to have you meet some of the workers and kind of help out at the factory. Absolutely. So, oh. what what's next? Well, uh, we have a few things left to do, so why don't we catch lunch first? Okay, sounds good.